2: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: That's right. It is Go Birds Radio, brought to you by the Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino app, and we are coming to you from the beautiful Sportsbook at Parks Casino. College football and everywhere. Comfy chairs, all kinds of TVs. Come on out, hang out, play some bets, and have some fun today, Elliot Shore Parks. We are uh, uh, not the eve of an Eagles game today. We got a big one, the Monday night game this week, one of two Monday night games. So weird, by the way. So weird. But the premier Monday night game, a big Week 2 game, one of the more exciting Week 2 games I remember for the Eagles in a while. Two teams that a lot of people think can be – surprise nfc type contenders and i think we're gonna learn a lot about these teams on monday night
4: i mean look i i uh i picked my dry cleaning up today picked my Ooh. shoes up so yes. I'm, I'm ready to go for monday night uh i can't prime wait to... time elliot chair yeah. parks yes i let me tell you there's a lot of things i love about my job being at the wip tent on a primetime game at the link is like top top five it's, so it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing and when you look at this game you know I look at it, and I think it's potentially the toughest game left on their schedule. Wow. Obviously, things will change, but when you look now, look, the Packers, because of the Vikings, maybe didn't look good in Week 1. The Colts look like they're going to be a uh, disaster strong, but Matt Ryan didn't look good Week 1. So you look around, and the Vikings are good, Titans man. lost the Week Titans 1. The lost. Yeah. yeah, the Cowboys' season's basically over. It's a great
3: point. All the games that we looked at, because we've done so much, obviously, going into the season about how easy the schedule is, yeah. and it is easy. But there were games that you point to and say, oh, Green Bay, that should be tough. Indy, that should be tough. Tennessee, those ones in a row. Dallas, like you said, all the ones you point to that are tough. And for one reason or another, look a lot easier already. And And again, it's early. That's the interesting thing about doing the schedule early.
4: Before the year, it's like things change so quickly. But when I look at this Vikings game, I think it is such an awesome early season test for the Eagles. I think what the Vikings do well match up like specifically with what I think the Eagles' biggest weaknesses might be. So for week two, it's a really good chance to see where the Eagles are. But I also know this. They aren't winning this game. Oh, that. buddy. This to yeah, me. you not, not even getting into it. You're just diving yeah. right in. This to me. Right, why? Is, is it feels like a loss, number one. Mm-hmm. And number two, I think from an X's and O's perspective and just from comparing the rosters and seeing what the Vikings do well, I think this is a really, really tough matchup for the Eagles. And I'll start with what my main concern is. And believe it or not, we won't talk about Jalen Hurts for maybe the first 10 minutes of this show. <laughs> Man, James, I think this pass rush is a problem. Uh-uh. And going into 2020, or 2021, I should say, I talked myself into it. I remember saying uh, to Ike Reese that the defensive line was littered with talent. And I believed it. And then they were 31st in sacks. (laughs) And then this offseason, they add add Hassan Reddick, They draft Jordan Davis. Brandon Graham comes back. And once again, I talked myself into the pass rush. And we all saw what happened in week one, right? Now, here's a stat that I looked up last night that absolutely blows my mind. From 2017, all the games up until the end of last season, the, uh, to up until the end of when Jim Schwartz left, so the end of the 2020 season, the Eagles got double-digit pressures on the quarterback in 84% of the games. Wow. So 84% of the games they played, they were in the quarterback's face. And I'm not just talking about, like, 11 pressures. I'm talking 17. I went back in 2017 season, clearly they were a very loaded team. But they were, like, in the 20s consistently, right? And even in 2018 and 2019 they were. So 84% before Jonathan Gannon got here. Do you Mm -hmm. want to guess, since week one last year, what percentage of games they've had double-digit pressures?
3: Oh, God. It can't be high. 34%. Wow. So 50% less, essentially. 50%
4: roughly less. I I don't have the exact, like— You said
3: 84 and 34. Yeah, but I think it might be 31. Yeah,
4: anyway, either way. It's a a dramatic drop-off. It's uh, 31, so 53% less. And it's not just that they're getting, you know, the double digits in the games that they are. They're getting, like, 11, 12. They are not getting consistent pressure on the quarterback under Jonathan Gannon. So then I say to myself, whose fault is that, right? And I think it's hard to point at anybody Mm -hmm. but Gannon. Mm -hmm. Like, he's he's the common denominator. But I also think when you look at this pass rush, maybe it's time for us to be realistic about who they have on this defensive line, right? I know it's only one game. I'm not, like completely saying that this is the end all be all. Hassan Reddick had a bad week one. Jordan Davis, still high on him, all those things. He right now is a run-stopping nose tackle. That is not going to be expected to be an impact in the pass rush. Brandon Graham, coming off an Achilles injury. Fletcher Cox, I actually defended him more than most last year, but I don't think we'll get many people, either callers or hosts, to say that he had a good year last year. Maybe it's time to accept that when the Eagles face a team, with really any team, but a team with a decent offensive line and a good quarterback, this pass rush isn't going to get the job done. And if you can't get after the quarterback in today's league, you're just not going to win. As much as we talk about 2017 and Carson and all that, their pass rush was unbelievable. They got after quarterbacks every week, and that happened year after year, really, uh, after 2017. But since last year, and really parts of 2020, but since last year, The pass rush has been bad, just flat out. Not many weeks do we leave the game saying they got great pressure after the quarterback. And so I look at Monday night and I say, Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, you know, Dalvin Cook in the passing game as well. Do I have any faith that they're going to make things tough on Kirk Cousins? No, I just don't. And so I don't think that the defense is going to have a good game against the Vikings. I don't trust the pass rush to make things tough on Kirk Cousins. And as good as their secondary is, they can't do anything if Kirk Cousins has a ton of time or if he's just getting it out quickly because of off coverage. So I'm incredibly concerned about the pass rush. And for that reason, I do not think they're going to win on Monday well, night. Well, I
3: think the Eagles are going to win on Monday night. Right. And I'll give you a bevy of reasons. First, let me respond to the pass rush thing. Uh, look, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not a Jonathan Gannon fan. I certainly don't believe in Gannon. I don't believe that the talent they have at the defensive line is bad. Okay, I, I understand that last season it was. There's no question about it. But I, just because Hassan Reddick had a bad first game doesn't mean I'm out on Hassan Reddick as a pass rusher, as a player. I think the Lions have a really good offensive line. I mean, Baldy thinks they have a top five offensive line in football, yeah. and that might be far. But Baldy knows offensive line play. The Vikings' offensive line is just not as good as the Lions' offensive line, no matter how where you want to put them. For sure. They
4: don't have Frank Ragnall. Uh, uh, Rag they don't have uh Pene Sul. Pene Sul. They, like, Yeah, I agree with that. It's a better
3: offensive line. So that's one thing in terms of the pass rush. Kirk Cousins, primetime games. Eight and seventeen mm-hmm. in primetime games. That two is, and nine on Monday that night. That is by a line. thing. That is at a certain point you say, Oh wait, you know what? That is is statistically significant to me that at prime time games Kirk Cousins doesn't show up. It's a brand-new coaching staff. Kevin O'Connell coaching in his second game in the NFL. We all remember how hot Nick started last year, right? And then he went through a rough patch. Just because Kevin O'Connell looked good in week one doesn't mean that now with his offense on tape, they went into that game with Green Bay having no idea what they're going to do. They got a little idea what they're going to do. They can combat that a little bit. Green Bay, I don't know if you watched the game, it looked like they didn't want to be there. Like Aaron Rodgers, after that first missed bomb to to Christian Watson, like folded up. Aaron Rodgers was not interested in playing in that football game I know they beat the Packers soundly but I don't think it was a dominant effort against the Packers I think that people are maybe a little bit overrating this Vikings team coming out of that game and I know Justin Jefferson's great his original fan right here trust me I know how good he is and I don't think they're going to stop him I think you go into the game saying hey Justin's going to get his let's try and tighten up on the run game, which, as you've pointed out, if they tackle better, they should tighten up on the run game. I think you focus on Cook, you focus on the rest, you let Jefferson be. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I don't expect this defense to shut them down, but I expect this Eagles offense to put up points again.
4: Well, so that would be my my second concern. So prior to beating the the, uh, Lions in week one, the Eagles had lost the last 15 games where the defense gave up over 30 points. This team never wins shootouts, right? And so, if you think the defense, that's a pretty astounding, it's a pretty astounding stat, right? Uh, I think the the last one I believe was when Nick Foles beat the Texans in 2018. Wow! Yeah, but but outside of that, that, like whenever the defense has a bad game, the offense has not saved them. The offense saved them last week, and I thought that's why it was so encouraging about Jalen. But here is my thing: the the Vikings' defense a is better than the Lions' defense. Number one. But I think what they do is a great test for Jalen. What the, what the Lions did last week really plays right into Jalen's hands, which is they just blitzed him all the time. I mean, they blitzed him off. on 21 out of 42 dropbacks. And Jalen is so dangerous against a blitz for a number of reasons. A, he's great just making his first read if it's there. But B, when everyone's running to you, once Jalen gets by you,
3: there's room. a lot of running room, right? Sure.
4: The Vikings play a ton of zone. Their coordinator has traditionally played a ton of zone. They played it against the Packers, and they're going to play it against the Eagles. So I think Jalen took a big step forward last week. I said I thought he looked like a franchise quarterback. But this season and Jalen's maturation process process is about different tests and barometers. And do I think that if Jalen doesn't have running room and they play zone on him, that he can get over 30 points? I don't know. He might, but I don't feel as confident as I do that I know that if the pass rush doesn't get home, This Vikings offense is going to score over 30. And also, like, let's be honest, we have all seen this game before, right? We know what this game is going to look like. We've seen it. The defense is going to give up points. And I defended Gannon. I do think that he's been better than people think. But one thing is becoming crystal clear to me. If this pass rush isn't good, for whatever reason, whether it's Gannon, whether it's personnel, they got no shot to be, like, a great defense. None. And I think a misconception when we talk about this defense is they're so talented that no matter what, any coordinator should be able to make it work. I just don't know if that's the case on the defense. So I see your point that, yes, things change week to week, rookie head coach. But I also know that under Nick Sirianni last year, they were one of the most penalized teams in the league the first few weeks. They had a ton of penalties last week. Do I think they're going to get penalties tomorrow, uh, Monday night? Yeah, I do think they're going to get penalties. Do I think they're going to tackle better? Maybe, but I don't have a, a ton of faith that's it's going to be way better. So when I look at it, yes, you could hope Kirk Cousins' prime time doesn't play well. But I just think from Which a, is, a matchup does. perspective. Well, but I, I saw a stat and I hesitate to say because I don't remember it perfectly. But I think he's been better in his last five than he has overall. But but regardless, I agree. Big game, Kirk Cousins is not like something. But on the flip side of that, he has like 21 touchdowns, six interceptions, and a pass rating over 100 when he plays the Eagles. Like we have seen him light the Eagles up. We saw him do it with the Vikings in Minnesota, and all the way back in the Chip Kelly era, we saw him come into Philly and win the division for Washington. So I just like. If they win this game, I think it would be such an incredibly impressive win. I think the Vikings are good. I think the matchups are bad. And if they can overcome those matchups and win, then we really are, like you were saying before the season, James, 12, 13 wins. But. I just,
3: I don't see it. See, I just don't think the matchups are that bad. I think but the, where do you think they have an The advantage? Vikings' offensive line is worse than the Lions' offensive line. I think the pass rush will be better but Can I ask you this, though? Line. They've played
4: bad offensive lines over the last, like, 18 but again, games, Again, we've only right? seen them
3: once this year. Again, you're indicting a the son Reddick after one game. Redick, you're, like, though. out on a son No, 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 no.
4: It's I'm, one game. No, I'm not out on a son Reddick, to be clear. I'm just saying he did not have
3: a good I week one. I think that, look, and I think that a lot of, and I hope, We don't know about the defense, right? And I certainly don't trust Gannon, but I think you can absolutely say this is a defense that barely played together in the preseason, didn't do a lot of tackling, didn't do a lot of physical stuff. Not making
4: me feel any better. But
3: that matters, right? They went in against a Lions team that that was as intense about the preseason as any right. team in football, that was ready to play, that was ready to play physical and tough. Like, I don't think the Eagles were physically ready for that. And they still found a way to win the game on the road yeah. against a, a better team than, than I think people think Detroit's going to be. This is at home. It's the home opener. It's Kirk Cousins on the road in prime time kevin o'connell in his biggest spot ever as a coach like there are a lot of reasons that you can flip this around the other way you're just looking at it from the eagles pessimism point of view based on what you saw week one from the eagles there's a lot of ways to flip it around if you're a vikings fan and go a pessimistic route on that as well based again on kirk cousins in prime time on the road eagles home opener again Kev, like, we're it's just a tough so, spot. Kevin O'Connell's yeah. some great coach because he won his first game. Well, but I think he's Seriani he won thirty two to six his first game. Yeah, uh, for sure. Kevin O'Connell is
4: not like already in the pantheon of great coaches. I agree with that. But he's in my opinion, I'd rather like if I'm the Eagles, I'm happy that uh I'd rather face Mike Zimmer than him. Well, you yeah, know, sure. like I think so Zimmer's I think from that coach. perspective. And also, like, Justin Jefferson, again, if the Eagles are just gonna play this off coverage and you know, I was talking to guys in the locker room yesterday, and it seems like they mostly get to decide when they play up on the line versus when they play seems off, strange. which seems strange. But, like, again, I've defended Gannon, but if you think that tomorrow night, like, this defense, if you think that on Monday night the Eagles are going to hold the Vikings under, like, 27 points, I'd be stunned. I'd be absolutely stunned. And as positive it as it was for the offense in week one, I don't know. Like, if the Vikings come in and they try to take away A.J., can they react to that? If Jalen's not able to run, will we be able to put up over 30 points uh, you know, if from the pocket. I don't know if I have a definitive answer to that. I just think that your points are true. There are, if you're, if we're a Vikings radio show right now, we're probably saying, look, Monday night in Philly, tough spot. I agree with that perspective of it. But I think that the Vikings just match up really well with what the Eagles' weaknesses are right
3: now. And I think the Eagles have a better
4: roster, top to bottom. I think that's an interesting debate because when you look at it, like quarterback, I don't know, you want to call that like a, a flush? Sure. I mean, right? yeah, more or less. Receivers, people, yeah. I don't know. Like Eagles probably have a slight edge, but close close. there, right? Running Uh, back
3: you give to them. Running back back, you give to them. Offense to the Eagles. The the offensive line, Uh, pass rush. That's the thing is talent wise. I think you give it to the Eagles on defense. But what we've seen from the Eagles defense, it's hard to give them that. And then the
4: secondary, I think the Eagles definitely get that.
3: So I think it's a tough matchup. And again, like
4: I'm not saying this is like a red flag if they lose. I think the Vikings are good. I think they could actually end up being. I think they are going to be a playoff team. But uh, yeah, I just think it's it's a real like gut check moment for Eagles in week two because if they can come out and win this game, man, that'd be impressive. But if they come out and the pass rush is bad and Jalen struggles, it could also be an eye opening loss.
3: Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four Eagles Vikings Monday night, a huge early season matchup for this team. For our opinion of this team, a lot of things on the line on Monday night what do you think it's a we haven't gotten to do a a classic win loss prediction type of show in a long time and you and know the, it's a blast the
4: last one i could think of was when they played the steelers in 2020 and i was so sure they were going to win and they lost so <laughs> for everyone's perspective maybe it's a good thing that i'm strongly I on the other
3: love side it. 215-592-9494 get on the record eagles vikings i actually think Normally, you know, I think there's a lot of um, we get the green colored glasses and stuff like that. I think Eagles fans have been really rational and pragmatic this yeah. week. And I think we're going to get a lot of down the middle calls. What do you think? Eagles Vikings on Monday night. How does it play out? Where, you at this, where are you at with this team heading into it? Let's go to the phone. Let's start out where we do every single Saturday at this time. Go to Abington. Talk to our buddy Tom. Yo, Tom.
1: Yo, fellas. How we doing today?
3: What up, Tom? How you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm good. So at the end of the call, I'd like to pick a bone with you, ESP. As always. A, as yeah. always. But this is going to be a key and wrench call, fellas. So uh, key and wrench. So I'll give you the key to the game that the Eagles need, which will not happen. That's why they're going to lose 29 yeah. 25. But I'll throw a wrench in at the end. And the wrench is if the Eagles pull that off, then they can win it. Okay? All right. All right so the key Jalen Hurts is not my key. So Ooh, that's out the window, okay? How about it? Well, it comes down to expectations, and you know my personal expectations of Jalen. Like, he's not going to give the game away. He's not going to win it. He's going to run around a bunch. He'll give you a couple throws. That's how I see it, okay? Sure. My key is actually the D-line, much like Elliot, but because of the coverage in the second of it. Because you you know you're going to see what? You're going to see uh, a covering cover Justin, right?
4: Yeah.
1: And then what, Blackberry on Phelan? <laughs> He's always going to be Blackberry to me. You know? <laughs>
4: <laughs> I mean, it would be interesting to see if they have Slay follow Justin Jefferson because, look, Jefferson's a tough matchup for every corner. but And
3: they move him around, too. And they move him around. Well, you so remember be tough, last but...
1: year. Remember last year, didn't um, Slay have, like, a three-four period in top-notch receivers where he yeah. kind of struggled?
3: Yeah. so it was 2020 know, so It was 2020 that happened. It was that happened. That happen. uh, it last was, year was pretty great,
1: yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, hopefully he can hold up, but the D line, man, it looks it looks bad. I mean, it just flat out looked bad. So if they're not going to get home, and you got Justin Jefferson and Thielen running wild, that's a recipe for disaster.
3: And again, and I look, I agree. The D line, the pass rush was bad against Detroit. The question is: Was it that they? Was w- it the scheme? Yeah. Was it the scheme? Was it that they weren't fully like uh, ready to play from uh, uh, having a motor all game type of thing? Was it again that the Lions might have a really good offensive line? Like, there's a lot of factors. That yeah, but weren't they, they hurt too, that's Didn't why this is cl- so important. No, most of their, their guys, best players, players
1: were yeah, playing. yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. The run would be and this hinges on because the run would be AJ Brown. So. He's obviously beef, so if he just goes off for I don't know, say two hundred yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, yeah no big deal. Yeah. he just
4: has one of the best games in Eagle, yeah.
1: I'm just saying <laughs> that with the Two hundred yards and three touchdowns.
4: To yeah. I, I if they if he gets two hundred yards and three touchdowns, I agree with you. They're probably gonna win. Tommy, what's your bone to
1: pick with Elliot? All right, so Elliot, question. Did you call this Eagles defense last year elite or do you not?
4: Um, I mean, look, I say a lot of things. I don't remember saying specifically <laughs> they were elite, but I might have said they were elite against, you know, bad quarterbacks.
1: Look, I'm just keeping it real. And for her whole diatribe, although I agree with you, all I could remember is hearing you calling it elite and I yeah. into you saying no, they're not elite.
4: I think it's a fair point. Like, I have defended this defense, and I do think they were better than, than they were last year. But I also have to be honest. Like, last yep. week, the defense was not good. Now, I think tackling was a major issue. But, you know, you guys kind of brought up, could it be this reason for the pass rush, that reason? Whatever the reason's been, it's been, what, now 19 games under Jonathan Gannon? And there's a lot of different scenarios terrible. in all those games. Pass rush, yeah. like, whatever, the pass rush hasn't been good. So I don't know why all of a sudden tomorrow night I'm supposed to believe it's going to be. All
1: right, well, guys, I just hope my wrench works out over my key and you guys have a good weekend.
3: My Me man, too, Tommy, always a pleasure. 2 592 5 94 It's get on the record for Monday night, Eagles-Vikings. Who wins? It is a big-time Week 2 matchup that I think is going to tell us a lot about both of these teams and potentially how the NFC is going to shake out past that. So 215-592-9494. Get on now. It's Go Birds Radio. It's Elliot James from the beautiful Sportsbook at Parks Casino. And let me tell you that the Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino app is everything you want in a digital casino and sports book. Join bet Parks with us now. It's the only casino and sportsbook app that we here at GoBirds recommend. College football, pro football. You can bet on it all. Bet on the birds every week. Bet on Penn State, Notre Dame, Georgia. All your favorite college teams. Live in-game betting is a wild ride. You can bet on the action as it happens. All kinds of line swings there and opportunities to make money the app is easy to use it's fun it's intuitive download the app now in the App Store Google Play Store or at betparks.com and new users can make their first bet risk-free up to seven hundred and fifty dollars yes seven hundred and fifty dollars your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit sportsbook and casino all in one amazing app and you can bet on more than the scores you can bet on player performances who's gonna score touchdowns yards and so much more it is a blast the betparks sportsbook and casino app where odds bet slots and games all come together Right in your pocket. Join us with Bet Parks right now. Skullbirds Radio, brought to you by Bet Parks, Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. We are coming to you from the beautiful Sportsbook app. Parks Casino talking Eagles Vikings, a big Monday night game early yeah. in the season. How about most most hyped Eagles game at home uh, since when? I mean been a while i mean you know because last year there weren't really no yeah. matter they went on the run they made the playoffs but you know didn't have a home playoff game didn't really have the a washington game. game was on the road yeah i mean honestly maybe the playoff game they okay. figure
4: 2020 there was like nothing yeah i, I mean we, we maybe talk like ourselves one, into we it but, or something yeah but in terms now it's week two so yeah it's not. no i know i'm yeah. just saying it's been a while like it's, it's been a long time no, i 100 agree and we went
3: through a low low Point, a, a, a really tough year there, and it's nice to have um, that, you know,
4: real excitement around this team. I was thinking about this yesterday, just how quickly things change. I remember this time last year, if we were doing the show right, it would have been uh, Howie's still not that good at his job. Sirianni's a puppet. They don't have the quarterback. Yep. They dropped to two and five. It was, and it was, you know, they have the same amount of wins as the Jets, the Jets. People were
3: talking about firing Sirianni, and in now, year
4: one. now think about it. We're sitting here at the Parks uh, Parks Books Casino, right? And Eagles are what? Third favorites to win the Super Bowl,
3: they're Wait. I believe. Well, they're second in the NFC, second and I, believe, in the I NFC. believe fourth overall. So, so.
4: things change quickly. They sure do. Two one
3: five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Where are you at with this Monday night Eagles Vikings game? Let's go back to the phones go to Glassboro and talk to our guy Black Reddy. What up, pal?
5: Flip flops, baby mama. How y'all <laughs> doing today?
3: What
6: up, man? How you doing? So uh, you're, it's, it's a great football day when you're both right. And you're both wrong, and I appreciate these kinds of things so much. That's just what balancing. we do
4: here, and you can call in and educate us.
6: We all win, I, I, the listeners. Just, we win. I'm just, yeah. I'm just reaffirming your both your both points. You know, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to this defense, and I'm going to judge my judgment for the team for like the next month of what happens this Monday night. This is very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh average quarterback who has statistically and overall done well. You know, forget the Monday night thing. That, that's kind of like the bunk right now. You know, we're going off of old history with him. Where well, he used to be terrible, he's actually gotten a little bit better. That's but, what I was going to say. I think recently he's been pretty he's, good. He's in definitely yeah. better than he used to and, be. And yeah, day. so a guy who we shouldn't give up 70% completion to, but I feel like we're going to. Because yeah. so anytime we have a quarterback that's mediocre, you know, you make Derek Carr look like Joe Montana. Uh, and I'm there, like.
3: <laughs> there, there's no worse outcome for Monday night than Kirk Cousins just doing what Carr and Herbert and all those guys did last year, because it, then it's like it's, it's a ground dog day.
6: And, and then we'll know, right? Then we'll know. Because I don't – like when you talk about Reddick, right? Redick was not great his first two or three years. He gets a new coach and knows how to use him. You're, Next I, thing you know, he's lead, you're absolutely him right about that. He's, he's leading the league two years in a row. Now he's got this contract. And we got him. We won him. We love him. If he is not showing improvement, I'm putting that directly on the coach and the uses. Because last year, I know flip-flops, you try to do the number dance like you do. But this coach – just bends and doesn't break, but all the time when you bend like that, you might as well tie yourself in a knot because you're giving up 90 points and 70 yards complete. I mean, 70 yard please So I'm, I'm no, I'm look,
4: I think it's yes. a fair point. And yes, now what I thought Gannon did last year doesn't directly correlate to this year, but yeah, last year I thought they were better than they, than the defense was given credit for. I thought he was better than he was given credit for, but also I think you kind of touched on it, James has touched on it think we all know how tomorrow's going to go, right? Like, to, to say that all of a sudden the defense is going to turn in a performance that they haven't in the last 18 games, I'd be very, very surprised by that. So if I look at it from an objective standpoint and just say what's more likely, the defense shuts Kirk Cousins down or he gives up a ton of points, just feels like a ton of points is more likely. Well, I'm
3: winning 34-31 for what it's worth. Right, so, you, so I you think, think that, the offense I don't them. think the defense is going to shut down
6: Minnesota. I just think the Eagles are going to be able to score on Minnesota. Yeah. So, so at that point, and since we're all in agreement there, at this point, when are you just going to give it again? Because you just said the last 18 months or whatever it is, if we're still getting the same results and you just got me all this firepower and I'm if I'm playing Howie, Howie did such a great job. The roster's so great. And I'm getting the same mediocre performance after you've upgraded each level of the defense. Yeah. At what point do we start saying, yo, bro, young kid ain't it. Like, go get me a veteran. Go get. That's why Wade Phillips had a job uh, for 90 years. I'm with he you. He kept getting young, young coordinators. They yeah. so you had to bring him in to bolster up the defense. At least some side was good. So you know, uh, uh, Eagles. Oh, good. Go ahead, no, go ahead. Oh, uh, Birds. Uh, in my heart, win. <laughs> I'm think. I'm thinking like uh, 37, 31. And if we don't win that way, we getting tired as coach. Go Birds! Go Birds, baby! I love it.
3: And look, I, like you know, I've said this forever. Whether it's Vic Fangio, whether it's I don't know, a guy in Pittsburgh right now, Brian Flores, coaching like linebackers right. or whatever, like. There are dudes out there who have had legitimate success as defensive coordinators in the NFL who I believe are a better option than Jonathan Gannon and have always been a better option than Jonathan Gannon. Um, How funny would it be, though, to to Black Riddy's point, like if it does go bad for Gannon and this defense doesn't get better because ultimately they give him pieces. It will finally fall on Gannon if this defense continues to struggle. What if a guy goes from getting, like, head coach interviews one offseason and getting fired by the team he's the defensive coordinator of the next one? That would be pretty wild. Yeah,
4: so, I, look, I, Gannon, in my opinion, was qualified and deserved a job when he got it. A lot of teams wanted to hire him to be coordinator. He went the traditional, you know, moving up the coaching ladder. So I don't think this was a risky hire by the Eagles. I don't think it was, you know, an out-of-the-box or out-of-the-hat, whatever. Out-of-the-box, Out-of-the-box. Right? Yeah. But my, a hire is, uh, is maybe, you know, some might think it is. Like, he is respected around the league. But to, he got head coach right. interviews, as ridiculous <laughs> as that is. And, and this is where I just can't decide. Like, I'm just genuinely torn on it. I would love to hear callers. Like, we'd say the defense is so talented, and they are. But if the defensive line isn't as good as we think, that is definitely a major problem. It just
3: is. Of now, course. And it could be Gannon. I'm, I'm not sitting Again, here and saying. Again, though, at some point, do something about it. Like, that's the thing with Gannon that we've seen over the last 19 games or whatever it is, that – When something isn't going right, he just sticks with it and keeps pounding his head against the wall until they lose. Like, and that's, like, uh, yes, I agree. The Eagles are going to be in trouble if the guys they got to get home aren't going to get home because this defense is predicated. And, look, most NFL defensive success is predicated on having pass rushers get to the quarterback, right? Like, Like, that is super important. But if your guys are not getting home, do something. Right. Don't just keep saying, well, I guess that's it hope for the best, hope they throw the ball to one of our guys or something. Where,
4: and, and I think where Howie would hold blame in this as well, though, is you look at the moves this offseason. Reddick, almost undisputably a good signing, yep. right? Like, double-digit sack two years in a row, I get that. But, you know, he did bring back Fletcher Cox. Yep. He, he gave a role Which I to, think
3: is his worst move he, of a great offseason. He
4: gave a role to Brandon Graham as a top four defensive end coming off a major injury. Mm-hmm. And as high as we both are on Jordan Davis, he is a run-stopping nose tackle. So, like, He could develop into a pass rusher, but right now he's not helping that pass rush. And so for what was one of the major issues, if not the biggest issue with the team last year, it just doesn't look like it's better this year. And that's maybe something I personally underestimated and maybe everyone as a whole underestimated. Like if the pass rush isn't good, it almost doesn't matter
3: who the other seven defenders are on the field. Let's go to Ridley and talk to Matt. What up, Matty? Yo,
7: pal. What's going on?
3: What up, buddy? How you doing, pal?
7: Good. I'm doing good. Listen, I was this close to getting in. I went five for five yesterday and beat the hammer, oh! man. But I I, I, oh, man. I I went along with it. I called in. You said, call back. And I was like, damn it. Well, what
3: call? I said you were called. So what I do is I'm like, you're call number one, call number two. Call, yeah. You were one cool. of those. Oh, yeah. I get
7: it. I just, I, I went five for 5 like, damn, I oh, would have had him too. What a shame.
3: What a, what a shame. Missed opportunity. It's,
7: fun. it's all fun. Elliot, once again, I always love talking to you, I love your opinions. Appreciate I love it. the back and forth that we do, and I love the fact that I'm mostly always right when we talk. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Appreciate it. Well, I look forward to seeing what you right about today.
7: Well, unfortunately to me, this feels like Eagles Tampa 2003 Monday Night, where we lost 17 nothing. Big wow. hype home game, and we just didn't bring it. And uh, this to me is a preseason game. So our guys are still the whole league is still in a preseason because the preseason is not what we. I feel like we, the
3: first month of the season is like the yeah.
7: preseason. I think it is. I think the first three games, we're, we're getting our feet wet, the bodies are getting used to getting hit, or we're used to playing four quarters, and it's just not, you know. Now, Minnesota's in the same boat. I was going to
4: say, now I don't know the you know, intricate details of what Minnesota's preseason was like, but I don't think, yeah. I think that qualifies, that should go for both teams. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not the, the NFL. I think the,
3: the, the NFL month one is more or less like yeah.
7: new preseason. Yeah, it is. Um, but I, if we win, it'll be a struggle. But I just I see us losing like 28-24. I, I don't see us really. I just, I don't think we have it Monday night. It's really, I, I hate to say it, but I get I, it, Matt, I and don't. it's
3: really interesting because, you know, you've said it, Tom said it, you know, we've had callers so far are on Elliott's side, and normally we don't get that. Right. But it is interesting because there were so much excitement coming into the season and belief in this team, and a lot of yeah. people saying 12 wins and all that, and then they win week one. They win the game, and Jalen Hurts looks great in doing it. Yeah. And, and yet yeah. more people now, because of the way the defense played and all that. are are actually negative on the team when you know they went out to your point matt like don't over the first month of the season
7: yeah okay i I also i also think if i can make one more point i also think that minnesota their defense will figure out how to keep Jalen in the pocket and not let him use his strength i think they will i don't
3: think Jalen's gonna be able to move one way or the other like it's impossible to keep him in the pocket totally but i know what you're saying
7: no, yeah, but I mean, I don't think they're gonna play man. I don't think they're gonna play press against us. I wouldn't play press against against our wide receivers. I, I mean, I just wouldn't. So, mm-hmm. I think they're gonna play zone, and I think they're gonna clog up the middle and force them to throw outside the hashes. You know, I just I don't think.
3: Well, we're gonna find a- we'll out. Matt, look, it's a fair point, and we're gonna find out because I I agree with you. I think after watching the Lions tape, you know. Teams are, are not gonna be as as quick to just go after Jalen like that because it does present him with his unique abilities, rare opportunities to take advantage of that.
4: I, I think also you made an interesting point. Why I mean look, so far nobody's picked them to win. Black Gritty basically picked the Vikings. He yeah. said with his heart, right? I'm but the only one. You're the I'm only on one on an island right and now. And so why is that, right? Because your point, before the season, twelve wins, right? You know, Jalen had a great week one, they won week one. Here's why I think that is. Because as much as last season was a success. They were 0 and seven against playoff teams. Mm-hmm. Now they had the Saints win, which I think would qualify. You know, the Vikings aren't a playoff team no. yet, so it's probably similar type of opponent. Last year. sure. But we just have not seen this team go out and beat good opponents. You're right. So like people think the Vikings
3: look good and. Sadly, that's kind of all it really takes right now. I, I get it. Again, let's not overrate the Vikings. They beat the Packers. Yes, the Packers lost by 35 the first week of the season last year. Aaron Rodgers looked like he didn't want to be there. We have Paul Charchi in, our, our fantasy guy on the Midday Show this week. He is also from Minnesota and a Vikings fan. And he was like, I didn't think we looked good. He's like, "Wow." I, as a team, I know, like, Christian Watson he dropped said that Aaron Rodgers didn't care. Like, Aaron Rodgers, after that drop touchdown, checked out of the game. And I wow. didn't watch the full game and stuff, but it looked like the parts I saw it felt that way. But he was like, Aaron Rodgers checked out. So uh, let's cautious to not overrate the Vikings. Let's go back to the phones. We barely even mentioned Jalen Hurts, and yet... Here we go. O.G. Wade and Chester on the phone. What up, pal? What's up, fellas? How we doing today, man? What up? Good
8: to hear
4: from you on a
3: Saturday, man. How you doing?
8: I know, man. Listen, man. I just want to caution everybody and kind of give you all some knowledge without college type of thing today, and it's... People are saying that Jalen struggles to beat the good team or he hasn't beat a good team yet. That narrative was for Carson Wentz also. But I think that Jalen proved that he can beat a good team. He beat the Saints twice. The Saints have no answer for Jalen Hurts. You know what I'm saying? So rather they had a quarterback or whatever. And the problem that I have with that narrative is this here. Number one, Jalen didn't have sufficient – Weapons, meaning that if, if uh, Rager gave us something, you could have counted him as a weapon. Secondly, our defense gave up a lot of points against a good team. I
3: love that so Wade kinda, is trying to
8: argue about something that we were talking about.
3: Wade, I'm with you, pal. Hold on, I don't think Jalen.
4: I don't think Jalen. Let me, let me push back on this a little bit. So, first of all, I agree. I look, the Saints' win last year was a good win, but not let's. A great win. But let's not act like that was beating a great team. They weren't a playoff team, right? So I think that's part of it. And also, like. They, they ha- he hasn't beaten a good team. And I get your point about the defense, but you look at that Chargers game last year, he missed two touchdowns in that game. So, yes, the defense didn't play well, but Jalen right. has also played a role in the fact that, he, they, that the team and him as quarterback has not beaten a, a really quality opponent.
8: Now, let me push back on what you just
4: said about the Chargers game.
8: Okay. You said that he missed two touchdowns in that game, correct? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, he
4: missed Goddard right. early. It the not All right. yeah. Let's
8: say it was two touchdowns he missed. He also brought us back. Within scoring, with all we needed to do was get the ball back, and Jalen would have had a chance to win that game. Right, That's but he what. was also
4: on the field when they fell behind. I, okay, I, you I, this is minutia. I understand what they're, you're they're saying. What My
8: point is this is we, In order for us to judge Jalen Hurts in terms of him being able to beat the better team, our defense has to be a better defense. Well,
3: everyone you, does. And wait, good call. Like, I, Look, I don't we weren't talking about like banging on her or anything coming in defending her it's like i you know look i don't think jailing like yes you have to say factually but, again, I hate that term you have, like, Jalen hasn't. Like, the Eagles haven't. The Eagles have Jalen didn't lose that Kansas City game. That game they lost 40-32, to 32 and it wasn't as close as that. But, like, they didn't lose because of Jalen. Jalen threw for 400 yards. He played well. They lost because the defense couldn't stop Patrick Mahomes. Same thing with that Chargers game. Same thing with that Raiders game. Like, they could have been in those games if the defense right. made some stops. So, like, it's a stupid narrative. I don't think it matters. Like, the Eagles last year not beating good teams as a team, that is something that I can. You could say, you know what? That's fair. I got to see him be a good team because we didn't see it last year. The Jalen part of it feels like. Worst. Well, but
4: so here's why I disagree, and uh, quickly, is if people truly believe in Jalen, I think more people would be saying, you know what? It could be a shootout, but you know, I am right. I think no, going I know a you're. I know it's what you're saying, yeah. but like, fair or not there is quarterback win-loss for a reason. And the special ones, like Jalen did last week, they win games that their teams are not supposed to win. Jalen did that last week. Right, but he does again, it we have such
3: a small sample size of Jalen. Like, he I know, was but last year with a, a a defense, size, yeah. with a team that had a bad defense, with a team that had Jalen right I think sure. so, those are fair points. So, I, look, I think, as we've said so many times, whether it's with Gannon, whether it's with Jalen, whatever, like, this is a put over shut up year and we're going to know a lot more yeah. about these guys after it so I, you know i'm not there where the Jalen can't beat a good team i think that there's not enough evidence of I, that and to i don't that.
4: think he can't i'm just saying we haven't seen him
3: do. 215-592-9494 eagles vikings monday night who wins get on the record now and uh again a lot of the interesting stuff elliot's brought up about the pass rush how concerned are you about the pass rush moving forward it's Elliot it's james it's go birds radio we're coming right back it's Go Birds Radio, brought to you by the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app, coming from the beautiful Sportsbook at Parks Casino, college football on everywhere, comfy chairs, huge TVs. Come on out and hang out. Elliot Shore, Parks, James Seltzer, what up, be? I have something I have to get off my chest. I can tell. So for yeah. those who can't see us, which is everyone except to hear Hood, our producer on site, right. everyone else can't see it. Elliot, Elliot as I'm talking, there sitting there like with his finger in there, He's like, yeah. like I, I'm the teacher and you're the student. Yes, yes, Elliot, you, you may speak now. Um, so I have a saying
4: that I thought of this morning that I think perfectly encapsulates how I'm feeling about this. And not a lot of people might get it, but I know you will. Uh-huh. And I need you to hear it. Ready?
3: <laughs> what a good
4: setup. Ready? Yes. I've imagined death so much it feels just like a memory. Look at you, buddy. You like that? And yeah. this, to me, is exactly how I feel about the game. Like, guys, we might have not watched the game yet, but we know what's going to – like, we've seen it. We've seen it. Like, we have seen what this is going to go like. The pass rush isn't going to get home. Kirk Cousins is going to sit there. People are going to be mad. He has a ton of time. Justin Jefferson's going to get a lot of yards, and they're probably going to lose a shootout.
3: Like Elliot, here's what I'll say. You're going to be so wrong that on Monday night we're going to finish the night and say we'll tell the story of Mm, tonight. It's going to be so great. For those of you out there who have not seen Hamilton, you should absolutely see it. 215-592-9494. Let's go back to the phones. Eagles, Vikings, so far the calls. More driving with Elliot, and the Vikings win rather than the Eagles. Let's see if that continues. Let's go to Vancouver and talk to our buddy Tom. Hey, Tommy.
2: (laughs) Gentlemen, I wish I could say that I'm oh, on James' side. Oh, because, but oh, man. I know. I what know. What's going on? And here? I've, been at some, I've been looking at some stats here, okay? As, we, and as look, you do. And we know that this is like the, one of the few games where they're going to face above average competition for a, a while, right? This competition on their strength of schedule is relatively weak. So this yeah. is a decent team they're going to be facing. If football's outsiders, they pick the birds with a high level of confidence in a close game. But this must be, I'm guessing, predicated on the Eagles running the whole game. Because that's clearly the Vikings' weakness. In terms mm-hmm. of defense, the Vikings' offense is better almost across the board. And so I'm not feeling very good. Then I was listening to Arif uh, Hassan, the uh, the Vikings uh, beat reporter. Yeah. And the Vikings' scheme sounds really solid. They sound like they really know what they're doing. And I just do not have that confidence to get it.
4: Yeah. And... Look, look, as someone that's had confidence in Gannon going into this game, I don't. Like, look, I, just, I, don't have, I don't have confidence that they'll hold the Vikings under 30 points.
3: Tom, if I had to pick, again, as someone who thinks they're going to win and as someone who said, you know, kind of demean Kevin O'Connell because it's a second game and a rookie coach and all that, my biggest concern for Monday night is Kevin O'Connell versus Jonathan Gannon. Like, without a doubt. More concern than the personnel in the pass rush, more concerned than the personnel in the events, it's Kevin O'Connell and what he could do to Gannon, and that scares me, without a doubt.
2: Okay, so the, so James, that brings me to my, my last point, and that's the keys to the game. Number one, I have is defense. On the coaching side, he's got to scheme better, Gannon. He's got to use Son Reddick better. Uh, it, it reminds me a lot of Cox last year, who was sort of lost because he, he, he Gannon was not adapting to the players. I I, I what he disagree, said in press
4: Tom. Just real quick, for you to take okay. a point. I disagree with you about him using Reddick better. I thought he used Reddick fine last last week. Now look. I wouldn't drop him back any snaps, but he only dropped in the coverage. I think maybe three or four times. And when I rewatched that game, uh, they didn't. He didn't drop back. I don't think at all in the first half. Like they. Uh, uh, Gannon gave gave Reddick a chance in that first half to make an impact as a pass rusher, and he didn't do it. In fact, I actually think that's why he moved him around. I think it was in the second half when Reddick rushed up the middle. It might have been once in the first, but I disagree that he used Reddick poorly. I, I think he actually uh, gave Reddick a chance to be an impact player last week.
2: Okay, all right. So I'll take your point on that because I did not uh, rewatch that. No. So the uh, other points: press coverage. Yeah, uh, It seems to me that he's got to use that. The interior pressure seems to be the weak point of that offensive line yeah. of the Vikings. And so I think it's going to be that rather than the uh, the edge rushers. And on the offensive side, Kelsey working his uh, pinpole magic. That's what Robert, we need to see.
3: Tommy, as always, a great informative call.
4: So I agree that uh, press coverage in certain situations does make sense, but... Press coverage is also predicated on the fact that a your cornerbacks are good enough, which they probably are. They probably are. They probably are case, yeah. But also the pass rush has to get home, then right? Like if the pass rush doesn't right? like, get home and you play press coverage, that's how big but plays if, happen. If the pass rush doesn't get
3: home and you play any coverage, you're gonna get you're gonna be able but, to move the but football, but it's gonna be it's yeah. gonna be more what we've seen, which yeah. is you know eleven yard drives. Well, especially to- with Bradbury. I mean, Slay. The idea is that he has the speed to recover right. in those type of situations where Bradbury might not. 2-1-5-5-9-2-94-94. Please, Please. Please, can someone pick the <laughs> Eagles to win the game? Let's go to North Philly and talk to Rasheem. Rasheem, you with me, buddy?
2: Yeah, absolutely. How you? how
5: you guys doing? Thank
3: you, my What's friend. What's up,
4: Rasheem? How you doing?
5: Good, 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 good. I don't, I don't predicate based off what happened last year to this year, and anything in the. At the end of the day, this is game one out of seventeen. When I hear people calling and, and talk about, "Yeah, I'm worried about the pass rush, bro," this is like the first game. Um, um, and at and at the end of the day, he had to get used to his personnel. Yes, you 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 know the pass rush should have gotten to the quarterback. By the end of the day, they had they haven't practiced throughout this whole off season. So, so, so can I, I ask you of, why, Rasheem?
4: Can I ask you huh? why you don't want to use last year when it's basically the same personnel and the same coach? It's not. Coaching? I mean, well, they, different it's not the same they two, personnel. two different On defense, guys. They yeah. have a no, lot of different No, I'm talking about the pass rush. It's still Fletcher. It's still Brandon. I know it was hurt last but year but he was
3: defense. here. the whole together. I mean, you know. Right, but but, but, but but like I said, I don't like
5: predicate last year or, or one game and just assume that the very next game that we're not going to get Fletcher. That's a rookie offensive line, one of the youngest offensive lines in the NFL. Yes, Kirk Cousins. the
3: lines good.
5: Yes, and a and, 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 and pro football focus or, or, or anybody who understands football, Eagles-Lions is, is, is probably like the top two or three offensive lines in the NFL. Yes, even still at that position that, you, you know, the guy's have to get home. Professional at 31, 32 years old, he's been in the NFL for 11 years, so they kind of expect him just to be having all this uh, you know, pressure every snap. It, 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 it's kind of it's it, it, you know it, it's not fair. And at the end of the day, Jared Goff was releasing the ball fastest out of any NFL, out of any quarterback in the NFL. So so that kind of plays into the game plan. But like I said before, I really didn't think it just was game one. I'm not going to go into it and say yeah, I think the Eagles are going to lose because that's stupid to me. Like 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 because the Vikings beat the Packers. The Packers have no offensive weapons besides the running back. So 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 like how was the Packers going to score a point? Like, right. but at the end of the day, man, the Eagles are going to win this game. I got them winning
3: thirty-one and seventeen. Like, like I'm wow. not, yeah, love yeah it, you know, for sure, for sure, love for it, man. Sure. Great call, buddy. Uh, look, and and I'm not quite that optimistic, but I do think the Eagles are going to win on Monday night. And I think that we've gone too far with the the reaction to Week One. Again, you even said it yourself. If the Eagles tackle better, it's a very different score for sure. That very simple little thing that has to do with I don't know, not having a preseason, like. I, like, I just think that we are we are taking one game against a Lions team that I think is better than people realize, or at least a lot of... I think they're like a 7-8 win football team. Like, I think the Lions oh, wow. are 7-ish. Okay. Seven, I'm, I'm predicting 7 for the Lions, but I think they're better than people think. They're not one of the worst teams in football. And certainly, the offensive line is one of the better ones in football, no matter where you look. So, I just think that people, because of that game and because of the expectations were so high with all these new pieces on the defense, that people have just, like really overreacted to week one personally
4: but, but what's interesting is when we're talking about you you think you think they're gonna win I think they're gonna lose and you've kind of taken the role of defending the defense a little, just as the nature of the conversation. But you don't think the defense is going to play well on Monday night.
3: No, I think they're going to win a shootout. Right, exactly. Right, yeah.
4: So, like, I get what you're saying about all those points, but ultimately I don't hear anybody besides Rasheem that thinks it's going to be any different on Monday night. Like, no one seems to believe in the defense, right? I, so look, you just I believe in I, offense winning shootout. I believe shootout. in the
3: offense when you shoot, but I think that I think Minnesota's offense is better than Detroit's. I think, on the whole, we'll feel better about the defense than we okay. did against Detroit. But not much. I think it's going to take a month for the defense to round and shame. And, again, I still don't trust Gannon, so who the hell knows with that. But from a talent perspective, like, I think that defense looked a lot more, quote-unquote, not ready to play than they're just bad. Yeah. I... It might be bad, but I think that was as much not being ready to play in the moment, like being fully look, ready to play. Like I said,
4: game. I think tackling was a problem. Penalties were a problem. But I also know with Gannon as defensive coordinator, now that we have another game and another year to look at, the passers have been bad. And so I don't know why I should feel like it'll be any different. They played good offensive lines. They played bad offensive lines. They played quarterbacks that get it out quick. They played quarterbacks that don't. They've never gotten pressure, really, over the last 18 games. So I don't know why Monday night would be any
3: different. Well, to Rasheem's point, there are new players here. It is a different yeah. defense There's than it was one last new player, season. One new to be fair. Well, no, because the defense here, White is... No, but I'm, again, but pass rush is not, they're not... It's not just four guys rushing. I get it's that. about you can blitz. getting I, right. pressure. And not just blitz, like they might... Drop a guy back and have Kaiser White rush or this or that. Like, the point is, there are new pieces here. Jordan Davis creates a different situation up there if they can figure out how to use him, not necessarily him rushing the pasture, but creating opportunities, all that stuff. I-, I don't think it's fair to just say it's one new guy. And on top of that, that one new guy should be pretty good at he this. He should be, yes. So right. I'm not ready to indict the defense after one game. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. 94 94. Eagles, Vikings, Monday night. Where are you at? Plus, coming up next. I'm going to give the Eagles some free advice that could help them win on Monday night. It's that simple, and it's, it's a really easy thing to do. I'm going to tell the Eagles what they need to do to help them win to give them a, an advantage. A very easy thing for Monday night. What it's is very it? kind of you. Thank you. That's You'll see what I'm doing here. So, what is it? We'll tell you next. It's will tell you this, James. It's GoBridge Radio. Let me tell you about the Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino app. It's everything you want in a digital casino and sportsbook. Join us at Bet Parks now the only casino and sportsbook app that we hear GoBirds recommend. College football, pro football. You can bet on the Birds every week. Bet on Penn State, Notre Dame, Georgia. All your favorite college teams plus live in-game betting lets you bet while you watch as the action happens. It's a wild ride with real opportunities and real line swings that you can take advantage of. Download the app now in the App Store or Google Play Store or at Parks. Dot com. New users can make their first bet risk-free up to $750. A $750 risk-free bet. Your risk-free bet is refunded inside credit. Sportsbook and casino, all in one amazing app. You can bet on more than the score. Bet on player performances like who's going to score touchdowns, who's going to have the most yards, so much more. The BetParks Sportsbook and Casino app where odds, bets, slots, and games all come together right in your pocket. Join us with parks
8: right now.